Hello and welcome to the School Dropper Podcast. In this week's episode, we're going to discuss the new Coronavirus Act 2020 and its impact and consequences for education. Joining me today is Sharon Lewis and Lawrence Contreras. Welcome to the show. Hi, Sean. Thanks for having me on. It's a pleasure to be here. Looking forward to talking about an interesting subject, undoubtedly. The government has published a temporary continuity direction regarding the provision of remote education in schools under the Coronavirus Act 2020. This direction means that schools have a duty to provide education to children at home as they would do when they are in the classroom. In the event of confirmed cases, schools are following the necessary guidance, including requiring small groups of children to self-isolate. In these cases, continuing to provide education is an absolute necessity and the direction helps ensure this and sets a clear expectation on the high quality education that children should receive. Now of course the best place for children to learn is in the classroom but when this isn't possible because of the virus let's talk through some of the best practice and how schools are adopting remote education to ensure that children are not left behind. The first question I'd like to ask you, Sharon and Lawrence, is what support is out there for schools and how is the government helping? So the first thing the government did was the catch-up programme, um, which was multi-billion pounded um, programme set by the government to help pupils who had been out of school for longer than others um, because their parents were were home working, whereas opposed to the key worker children were still going into schools. Um, this turned out to be worth about £80 um, per pupil, I'm not sure if that's per week as well, but actually the school would have to pay the money first. So it was um, for a tutor to come in who doesn't know the pupils um, and they would then claim back. So a tutor on average would be £50 per hour, um, but then they could claim back £30 from the government. So the school was still out of pocket. Um, That's been a real challenge for for the schools, but also the fact that the tutors don't know the children. Um, So I've seen a lot of schools uh, turning part-time Um, workers into full-time workers. So Lawrence has obviously mentioned the financial support that's available, but I think it's also important to look at the guidance that's come out um, recently. The schools have been given a tight deadline to get things ready, the 22nd of October, um, but rather than be left in the dark about what kind of things they need to do, the guidance has been very clear and provided lots and lots of links um, for schools Undoubtedly, there's a, there's a lot of work there for them, um, but there are products out there, including some of our own at Web Anywhere and School Jotter, um, that will meet the needs of these schools should local lockdowns or self-isolation need to happen again. There is going to be additional support, including 100,000 laptops to be made available for children who most need it. Perhaps you can talk to us a little bit about that scheme. So this is something that seems to be quite prominent in the news and in the media, but uh, the head teachers I've been speaking with haven't seen any sign of this coming through. Um, there don't seem to be any, many clear parameters around how you would qualify for getting a laptop. However, there has been a request from the government that schools submit a survey, or they survey all the parents, and this is, is brought back to the government by the 22nd of October as well. And they want to know at, uh, more about the home life and the situation of certain schools. So which parents would be working from home if there was another lockdown, which parents aren't working, um, how many devices are there at home? Do they have internet connections? Do they have a phone? Uh, do they have 
iPad, do they have tablet, do they have laptops? Um, it's just finding out about each home and who has what. Um, and I'm guessing this is probably something to do with that criteria um, for who's going to get a laptop. What is the EdTech Demonstrator Programme and how can teachers and schools use this to get the best technology for pupils learning at home? EdTech Demonstrator Programme is uh, basically demonstrators, schools and colleges create a network of, of providers who have shown they can use technology and education technology effectively and they've got the, also the capacity to help other schools and colleges do the same. So they're going to um, act as a support network for other schools and say, look, this is the technology we've been using. This is how we've used it. This is how it's helped us. And, and this is how it could help you. So that could be from you know, just regular advice. They could do provide training, online tutorials, webinars, or even recorded content. It's a great initiative, actually. There's nothing like hearing from the experience of um, another school or a college to give schools trust on on the programs that they might be looking at and the providers that they might be looking to work with. Um, so hopefully this will be even more valuable for schools and colleges in the coming months. Let's finish off by talking about video. There's obviously video lessons offered by the Oak National Academy, but how can schools use video within other platforms to engage parents or indeed to curate video lessons? So many schools are using Teams. Um, the, a lot of this has come from the local authorities and they've said to the schools, you can get uh, Teams or um, Google Classrooms. Teams seems to be more prominent actually within um, within the secondary market, although lots of lots of primary schools will go for that route as well. Um, the appeal for for Google and the Google Hangouts is because it comes with Google Classrooms, um, which is very easy to use, simple um, sort of VLE basically. So that's what they're doing at the moment. Um, they can use the video um, just to have home learning and home lessons with their own teacher the teacher who knows the pupils and doing it live and in real time um, much more effective than having recorded lessons um, having that support from a teacher who knows the children i think whatever platforms that schools are deciding to use whether that's microsoft teams google or one of the platforms we offer for example the important thing here is that there's continuation and consistency for the pupils being able to see their teacher, being able to get feedback from somebody that they already know. Um, I think that's going to be the thing that needs to needs to be continued and more prevalent should there be more local lockdowns. I've personally seen a good number of schools using the Watch and Learn screen recorder, which you can download from the Google Chrome store to record a screen and then actually create a lesson from that. And this is all about asynchronous video lessons rather than going live with the issues of Zoom bombing or some of the security concerns that schools have in terms of safeguarding. They prefer to post a video lesson, perhaps on a timeline and share it securely that way. Uh, in this fashion, you can play back the video and you can search the video because there's a full transcript of the video that you produce. It also means that in a household where there's a lack of devices or perhaps the broadband quality at a particular time of day is not up to standard, it gives that flexibility to the learner and to the teacher to deliver the remote education. 
I just want to say thank you to our guests, Sharon and Lawrence, and uh, it's been an interesting conversation indeed. Thank you for listening to the School Drotter podcast. If you've enjoyed it, do share on social media and subscribe. And until next time, thanks for listening and bye for now.